Hey guys, welcome back to Modified Lifestyle. I am your host, Andrew. And it's your boy, Ranch. And we finally got a glimpse of the new Z this week, last yes, week. Yes, sir. It's pretty cool that they did an online reveal. Uh, it kind of got the hype going. You know, um, I didn't actually know what time it was because on the, on the actual flyer, it kind of wrote like Eastern time or something like that. Uh, I didn't know what time it was, so I couldn't... Re- I didn't know when to like actually go watch it. Yeah, it was kind of confusing to me too. I think because... It was live streamed in Japan, right. right? So obviously they're a day ahead of us. Mm-hmm. They also collaborated with like another event in the states, mm-hmm. so it's kind of like a cross stream between these two events. But yeah, it was it was pretty good. Like I, I was actually surprised of the design first, but like at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed. I was expecting a lot more from this event. They kind of just revealed like they didn't really talk about it. They just kind of showed the car. You know, there weren't a lot of specs or details they released about it. Yeah, I mean, even on online, on their actual page that they they released all the information on, it doesn't really show much, right? It kind of just shows what it's going to look like, what the prototype is, what we can expect, and why they've kind of chosen to des- design like this. It kind of makes sense, though, why they're kind of trying to keep it secretive, really trying to get people to hype about it like the Supra did. And I mean, it's smart. It's smart marketing. Uh, they just have to obviously bring something to light that people will actually like and i mean we've seen some mixed reactions of this car so far and obviously we're going to be talking about that as we go yeah i agree even before like this uh unveiling happened you know there was a lot of hype around the car even prior to knowing about the car the name Mm -hmm. um whatever like the teasers all that stuff even before all that came out a lot of people were hyped about it right because we knew that there was a new z coming out uh, we were hoping to see a lot of like the features that car enthusiasts want, like the manual transmissions mm-hmm. and the engine types and all that kind of stuff. And I think Nissan knows that too. I think they, they know that the car is a car enthusiast car, right? Yeah. They know a lot of car enthusiasts buy this car. They exactly. love it. And, you know, watching the event, it really shows that because they talked a lot about like the heritage of the car, of this, the whole Z lineup, right? Right, exactly. And I think that they kind of incorporated a lot of the features and design elements of the older Zs into this. And that's kind of what they built upon. Yeah, I can definitely see it. I mean, on their website, especially, they have like a whole recap of, you know, what models they they started at. Like obviously the first generation, the S30. And then they obviously went on to, you know, the 350, which is kind of like a comparison of what the whole, the Z kind of became, right? So it's interesting to see why they kind of went back. I mean, aggressive styling has always been a trend right everyone wants an aggressive looking car they've kind of took taken a bold move of kind of going backwards and making this car not so aggressive obviously it's on the last length of their production and obviously this is kind of a teaser of what we can expect from the final production version yeah it's very interesting like we've seen a lot of car manufacturers you know redesigned their sports cars um examples like the super for example you know we also seen it with bmw how they're incorporating older designs into their newer cars right and that's kind of what nissan's approach is on the z i was actually surprised too because i remember we were talking before and you said that they're actually taking design points from the original 240z Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i didn't believe that like i I read a couple stuff about it but i didn't really think that nissan would take this approach Mm -hmm. so that's what i was really surprised you know when i was watching the event how they kind of went through the heritage of the z lineup and how much they wanted to incorporate all of that into this new yeah exactly like if you if you actually look at the car itself you can see a little bit of each generation like the the fenders are i i I say they kind of look like the 350z's 
the front really looks like the 240 obviously it, it has like components of the 350 as well in it it's kind of mushed together and the back looks more like a 300 zx yeah exactly and you can see how nissan they've really taken small design aspects of every single z mm -hmm. and put it into this new z yeah. which i'm kind of worried to be honest i feel <laughs> like this is like by them doing that i feel like this is like the last generation that we're gonna see of the z yeah it's it, it, i mean it's kind of only appealing to the enthusiasts yeah exactly like people who've owned disease and who've really grown to love them i feel like this is the car that's kind of marketed towards them yeah like i don't see anyone that's doesn't know what it is to actually buy this obviously we'll see what they do in terms of marketing how they actually get this car out there uh when they actually release it but i think the the smartest thing they've they've actually done is include a manual transmission in this car yeah exactly that's huge and it's, it's actually crazy yeah because every other you know auto builder out there is going opposite right it's automatic 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 right yeah they're literally getting rid of all the manuals everything's basically mm -hmm. dual clutch at this time right and we talked about this last week too like having a manual transmission in this car especially like what we've learned about the car in just the past week mm -hmm. how it's it's truly built for an enthusiast right yeah. and i think that's why they put the manual in it yeah. right they they really believe that enthusiasts want a manual in a car like this and they believe like even in the event like the ceo of nissan he said himself he says that a manual transmission is required in a car like this in a sports car because it it contributes to the overall driving experience of the car for engine slash drivetrain uh obviously we don't know if this is going to be rear wheel drive only or all-wheel drive so in terms of engine all we've really heard is this is going to be a v6 twin turbo my essential uh, initial thought is this is going to be the same engine from the q50 yeah i'm sure like all of you guys know like the newer q50s and q60s they all have a three liter twin turbo mm -hmm. engine i think the base sport is 300 horsepower and then the red sport is 400 horsepower i'm actually interested to see if they actually include the exact same engine mm -hmm. if they do it'd be really nice if they could offer it in both variants so they have the 300 horsepower version and the 400 horsepower version it would actually be pretty cool to see because obviously this car can do a lot more i feel like this is going to be like not obviously on par with the gtr but obviously they can scale it in the marketing aspect to the, to that point where they're just making you know multiple models and hopefully they can improve, improve the styling and offer special additions that will actually offer their customers a lot more features i feel like this is going to be a tough decision for nissan especially with their nissan gtr making i think right now it's like 535 mm -hmm. horsepowers around yeah. that if they were to make this car with 400 horsepowers just stock from the factory that's like a very bold move for them yeah right because i'm sure they know the capabilities of this engine like you could tune this engine and make over 450 to the wheels right, right? And, and that's probably comparable to the gtr i'm pretty sure people have already done that yeah right? people have done that in the q60s and q50s mm -hmm. right so it'll be interesting to see the actual specs of the engine and if they do use the exact same engine from the infinity lineup right but obviously we don't know any of that they just kind of said it's a manual v6 twin turbo and they just left it at that didn't really give any more details about it but hey we'll have to wait and uh, see yeah and the good thing is that they said that this z proto that's what they're calling it it's a final stage of the prototype design mm -hmm. so they said that it's it's very very close to what the production model is going to look like and they're they're also saying that it's going to be arriving in 2021 too. Mm -hmm. So this car it's it's very close to being in on the roads, which is cool to see. I mean, 
Supra, they kind of did like the whole prototype thing first and then they changed the entire thing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So this is kind of what we're expecting. So there's not going to be any, you know, holy shit, this thing's smaller than, you know, what they showed us, right? Yeah, yeah. So that, I mean, I guess that's a good, that's a good part about it. We don't expect any surprises anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. But uh, I'll be honest, like the design is really nice. I like how they incorporated a lot of design aspects from the older Zs. Yeah. More notably, like the 240. They they talked about it in the unveiling. Mm-hmm. So it actually has kind of like a, a pointed nose, like how the original 240 has. Mm-hmm. So it gives it like a more aggressive stance. And also they said the, the headlights, it's also kind of a tribute to the 240s too. So it's kind of, it's more of like an oval design. Yeah. But it kind of gives you like that retro vibe to it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah, it's a very... Well, on their website, it says a modern twist to iconic styling cues, which kind of makes sense, right? That's what they were going for. They wanted to reinvent the old 240Z, 300ZX, you know, kind of still incorporate everything into it. I mean, the 350Z, when they first built it, they kind of went an opposite direction, right? This design would have made perfect sense if they kind of just continued it after the 300ZX. Obviously, at that point, they didn't really want to continue on that route, right? So uh, it's kind of cool to see that they're going back to their, their roots and they're developing a car that, you know, us enthusiasts will actually like. I think one of my favorite parts about like the new Z is that they resurrected the old logo of the Z from Which the Datsun cool. days. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. They kind of give like this new z proto little aspects of that logo too so like i remember on the first generation of the 240z from mm-hmm. the Datsun, they had like the the z logo on the quarter panel of the car mm-hmm. yeah. right and now they're including this in the new z as well which is cool yeah i really like that thing i also noticed that on the trunk of the car it also says fair lady z which is cool yeah that's really cool it's 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 really it's a really nice throwback to like the the z days and like the Datsun days yeah but it kind of makes me question what the actual name of the car is going to be if they have that logo on there because a lot of like the rumors and like reports you see people are going to say that they're going to call it the 400z right mm-hmm. just because of the chronological order of the, the cars right. right but this badge it kind of makes you question that i mean it's a kind of car maybe they just kind of did that to like tease people right yeah kind of get people hyped about it right talking about it and everything it's smart smart marketing tactic i don't think they're gonna name it the fair lady z to be honest yeah i, I hope they don't or maybe it's just like a japan thing maybe just in japan they're maybe. gonna name it yeah maybe. fair lady z and then like north america is gonna be something else mm-hmm. i mean that's not something new that they've I done mean, before right yeah i i believe they were actually called when they were sold here uh under the datsun badge uh they were called the 240 zx right yeah yeah so they weren't actually the fair ladies right over here. so yeah. it, it might just be a japanese thing i think you're right yeah uh, that they because it's so you know popular in japan i think they they might just keep it there they won't actually make the fair lady z available in canada or the u.s yeah but yeah some other specs um they also said that this new z it's also a little bit longer than the 370 z mm-hmm. and you can see by the pictures it does look like pretty long like pretty the front long. hood is like it looks longer than like the 370 yeah. and it also has like that similar slope and roof line of the 240 yeah which i really like and even towards the back like we said it looks basically like a modernized 300 zx yeah <laughs> and i kind of like that to be honest like they added a lot of modern elements to it right it, it's not like an exact clone but it definitely has a more updated look there's not a whole lot of pictures of the car obviously there, you know there's a couple shots from the actual event and then some shots it looks like around the track or something the rear end like 
like I said, it looks pretty nice. It's very clean. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. Like, they didn't go over the top, um, like how the Super is, for example. I know we're right. re- referring to the Super a lot, but let's be honest, the Super is probably the main competitor for this car. Yeah, it definitely is. I think they did a good job of kind of bringing the old 300ZX look of it into the play. It's very smart, for one, marketing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, honestly, I, lo- I really love the 300ZX design. Yeah. Probably my favorite Zs out there. Yeah, honestly... After the 240SX, like the first generation, I, I think the 300ZX was probably our favorite Yeah, for many reasons. Honestly, a very nice car. I think the styling is what everyone loved about it, right? Even till this day, it's kind of still highly regarded in terms of designing. Really cool. And it looked like a sports car. Yeah, it looks like a sports car. Yeah. Even to like today's standards, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When you see a car like that, like it turns heads. Yeah. The main reason why people love that car, because of modifying it, man. Uh, I think it, some of the models came with the uh, the V6 twin turbo. Yeah. Right? Which that was the very, most popular one. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to this car too. All right. So uh, moving on to the interior. So like all Nissan cars, kind of very modern styling. You know, they try to keep it minimal uh, to say the least. Like most Z cars, uh, my brother actually owned a 350Z. And I can tell you right now, the worst interior of life. Holy shit, there's like zero space. <laughs> yeah, obviously, because it's a two-seater. Yeah. Not a lot of storage, obviously. Um, this one actually looks like it has a decent amount of space. Uh, it's good to see that they actually put cup holders in this. And for anyone that has owned Zs in the past, those cup holders like in the middle console where you just push it and it kind of flips out. Uh, yeah, those things always used to break. And oh, yeah. We see, we see those in a lot of like... Yeah, they used too. to just fall apart. Yeah. I, I think in my brother's car even, the left one would was broken, so I couldn't even use it. Yeah. And at one point, I started using it as my phone holder. It was funny <laughs> as hell. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's actually good to see that there's actually a lot of space in this car. In terms of designing, they've kind of obviously ramped it up to kind of fit in with their whole brand. It looks very modern uh, in terms of the infotainment system, the dash. It's very up to date. Yeah, I think Nissan did a really good job on the interior. To be honest, it doesn't, like just looking at it, it doesn't scream sports cars like a lot of these newer cars do. But I think they did a really good job of like minimizing that. Like obviously technology has taken over these cars, right? Obviously like the driver's view, you have like a full digital speedometer and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then you have the full screen for your infotainment. And then it looks like there's a couple gauges on top of the dash so i'm guessing that's for like oil temperatures boost levels all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. which is nice because like i know a lot of people just modify it to get those gauges yeah in these cars so it's nice that nissan's including that exactly i mean i i remember in the 350z uh obviously i haven't owned that car for a bit but they had they used to have a digital version of it um, where it kind of told you like the tire pressure or like the oil temperature and uh, the battery level even. Yeah. Right. Which is cool to see that they kind of incorporated into this car too. Shows that it's kind of like sports car. Yeah. It's like performance oriented. Yeah. And obviously like the standard six speed, which is like a huge deal in this car. And one thing I noticed too is that it actually has a manual e-brake. Yeah. Which is something like I don't, you don't see anymore. I've seen those in any new cars. No, right? they aren't. I think they're going for the nostalgia of this car. They're really trying to get the enthusiasts to buy it, right? Um, and I, obviously, that's how they've kind of been doing it for the last couple of years. They've really been, you know, hiding their touches in there with the whole Z in there as well. Really smart of them. And I think this car will eventually sell well. I mean, they're, it's not the nicest interior, to be honest. But it works. You know, it's basic. Yeah, obviously this pre-release model, um, it's very basic on the interior. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Nissan, they're probably thinking of this, you know, adding like sports packages or like design packages where you get like carbon fiber accents. Like obviously that's like super hot in like the community right now. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of manufacturers actually offer that including nissan so it'll be nice to see a little more accents like that uh, one thing i like like the steering wheel for example it also has that retro z logo right in the middle yeah. which is really cool yeah but i'm surprised they didn't do like a flat bottom steering wheel on this because mm-hmm. you see that in a lot of these newer sports cars um obviously this is not like a production model so there is room for improvement yeah and hopefully nissan does take these aspects into account yeah which if they do uh, i think they have a great opportunity to sell this car in you know masses i I, f- I feel like a lot of people are just waiting to waiting to have a car built specially for them in terms of the z right because the 370z has been out for so long like i swear like it's actually super old right now yeah it's it's very old but yeah. it's also kind of surprisingly up to date with today's yeah, de- design is. standards yeah yeah i definitely see that but i think people are just itching for it like yeah they, they yeah. really really want a new model coming in and this will eventually you know catch on yeah i think i think it's gonna be huge like mainly the fact that it's a manual v6 twin turbo right yeah that's exactly the combination that car enthusiasts want yeah and comparing it to the supra which is the biggest competitor here the supra doesn't even come in manual no it doesn't right not. and this thing is standard manual yeah. so they're, they're also going to be offering automatic transmission but standard manual is huge in a sports car right and i feel like they're going to sell they're going to outsell the supra easily right yeah i i, I feel like the same thing right it's it's it, it honestly comes down to who can attract more people right like the supra had a lot of like negative feedback when it first came out right yeah yeah Um, it it does a lot of things like the design and transmission was like the biggest thing well the biggest thing for me was that it looked like a bmw BMW too yeah yeah. right uh i think that's the first thing that kind of turned people off is because they go to toyota for reliability and uh you know designing right yeah it didn't even look like a toyota let's be honest it did look like a supra but on on the interior it just looked bmw it It was literally a copycat yeah exactly so yeah let's just hope obviously nissan's not really working with anyone they're obviously building this car on their own which goes to show that they they know what they're doing and they know how to you know attract the people that really love these old cars right and that's why they're kind of modernizing it and bringing it back to life yeah and overall i think they nailed it on the design to be honest yeah there's some minor adjustments like the front bumper kind of reminds me of a 350 I would like to see something more aggressive. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll make adjustments. Like this pre-release model doesn't even have fog lights, for example, right? So right. there's a lot of stuff missing. I'm sure they'll make adjustments. I love the back end of it, like the 300ZX. It looks really nice. I like all the modern aspects, even the interior and everything. And I f- I'm hoping that it's has that wide stance like the 370Z does. Yeah. Right? And that kind of adds to like the performance aspect of this as well. If you watch the live stream, you know, the CEO, he talked a lot about they're paying a homage to the 240, introducing all these aspects from the 240 and the 37, 300ZX, right? So I think the CEO of Nissan and Nissan as a whole, they know what they're doing here, mm-hmm. right? And they know that this car is huge for the car community. And when it does come out, people are going to go crazy about it. Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening too. Very much anticipated car that's going to be coming out next year. And yeah, so let's move on to our next news. So... Everyone has been hearing, obviously, about, you know, Tesla's Cybertruck and how, you know, it's going to be the first electric truck to come out. Well, I think last week we talked about GM partnering up with Nikola, a very popular truck coming out as well. But this week was just released that Ford has actually jumped in as well. And they've released a release details of a production version of a electric F-150. Yeah, so obviously, uh, you know, the pickup truck world is waiting on this F-150. You know, and we've seen 
trucks from Tesla, for example, and also Nikola, like we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. And you know, they're they already have plans when they're they already have plans to bring their truck to production. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time we're hearing from Ford, who's it's probably the most anticipated pickup truck manufacturer out there. Yeah. Mainly because they can do mass production. Yeah, exactly. And because they're so huge in like yeah. the pickup truck world. Exactly. And yeah, they finally release a production schedule. So they plan on building a new facility to manufacture these trucks. And I think that's supposed to start in mid-2022. Yeah. So they're actually kind of late to the game. They I'll are. be honest. Like yeah. they've been developing this truck for a while now. Yeah. You know, and they, we've seen a lot of videos about it. And we've seen videos from competitors like Tesla and Nikola, who've also been developing their trucks Mm -hmm. and also have a timeline, which is actually sooner than this F-150. Yeah. Right. So I think that's kind of tough for them. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the whole market's going to shift in those couple of years leading up to that yeah. date or even when they plan on selling it right because that's when production starts in 2022 right. i think i mean we talked about this last week uh, they're obviously late to the game them being one of the biggest manufacturer of pickup trucks in the world i'd say they they definitely came to the arena pretty late to be honest i think they can learn from a different brands i mean gm obviously partnered with nicola to kind of get you know the insight of the technology so that's kind of what they're doing but if you think about it, Ford's kind of on their own, right? They're kind of just developing this technology from their what they have, right? They're not going outside of their facilities and buying research from someone. This is actually their research and they obviously hire people to do the job. But I, again, the, this means that they're definitely going to spend more time on releasing this, which will result in a better solution, to be honest, because if you think about it, Nikola is a brand new name, right? Yeah. You, you don't know what to expect from them. Ford, we know. Yeah, Ford has like a history in the pickup truck market, exactly, right? right? And it's it's actually pretty big, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think like, I think the way will be worth it, especially for a lot of pickup truck owners who live and die by Ford. You know, they're going to see the value in waiting um, for the pickup truck no matter how long it takes. Right. Now, a lot of the pickup truck users, they're mainly buying this truck in general for construction or as a work truck. I think that's what Ford does really well. And if they're even taking this long to release any details about this truck, I can definitely see them being one of the best in terms of towing and, you know, capabilities because they've actually put the work into it. Yeah, exactly. And Ford actually claims that this is going to be their most powerful pickup truck in their lineup. And it's powered by two motors. Mm -hmm. So that kind of proves that, you know, they're putting a lot of money into this and they're trying to build literally the best truck they could build. Yeah. So they haven't actually released a lot of details about the F-150 other than, you know, like the the dual motors, like we said before. They also said it's going to have fairly large front trunk. Mm -hmm. So obviously being electric, there's no engine. So Mm -hmm. that's a huge space in the front of the car Mm -hmm. for a lot of storage, which is really good for a pickup truck, right? Because like the truck, like pickup trucks are already like fairly large. You know, they obviously they have the bed. There's a lot of storage in the back seats as well. So having the extra storage in the front is huge. Like this thing is going to be able to haul a lot of stuff if you think about it. They also said that it'll be able to update over the air, just like Teslas have for like years now. Yeah, it really goes to show that Ford is actually trying now to get into the industry. Obviously, they've been trying over the last couple of years to kind of develop new electric versions. I think that goes to show that, you know, Ford is actually trying now and that they actually want to produce a model that will actually make sense for the consumers, right? It's not like the Cybertruck, which is based on hype in my opinion. Obviously, this will actually do a lot more. And in general, it will actually be able to help the person, you know, store their items and have space even in the front, as we said. 
yeah so that's that's about all we know from ford um as of right now about the electric f-150 hopefully they release a lot more details about it in like the coming months years until pickup truck comes out yeah for sure and we'll be waiting here for the details so last week i got a surprising email from the canadian international auto show it basically detailed that the 2021 auto show is going to go fully virtual obviously this is because of the whole pandemic that's going on and you know the auto show is like a huge event in toronto like it, it draws like hundreds and thousands of people every year right so so it kind of makes sense for them to go like completely virtual i'm just interested in how they're going to play this out because i think they also detailed that this is the first virtual auto show that's ever been done yeah right so i mean it's a lot of pressure on them but it would be interesting to see how you know they kind of plan this event i mean auto show has always been like you know the one place that you can go and check out every single car so i i think you're right it's gonna be a little bit hard for them to do it i've seen other trade shows kind of do it and they're essentially gonna try to make a platform that kind of works for all right so i can definitely see them you know create a platform where every manufacturer has a place to showcase all of their new models and kind of show people what they're missing right but to be honest, uh, I hate to say this, but I've kind of seen insights online anyways. So I don't know if the auto show will really catch a lot of buzz this year with it only being online. The whole reason why people went to auto shows is to kind of feel the item, right? They want to go sit inside of it, uh, really check it out, what's new, that kind of stuff, right? So I feel like obviously they have to do something, but a lot of people will kind of just skip it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think like the main, the main audience of the auto show is car buyers right people who are looking to purchase new cars you know mm -hmm. they go to the auto show to check out these new cars sit in them see if they're comfortable right. see all the features that it has all that kind of stuff and you know you just you can't do that online right it's no, not the same definitely like not. looking at pictures obviously there's like virtual tours and stuff you could do online but nothing really compares to actually sitting in a vehicle mm -hmm. and i think that's like a huge aspect of the auto show so i mean like you said like they have to do something i don't think they want to cancel the auto show altogether yeah but I'm glad to see that they're actually trying to make a virtual event. And another thing about the auto show too, that a lot of people don't know that they actually release a lot of these new cars there. So obviously like the general public gets a second view of it, but you know, they also have like a media day where they release and announce all these new cars. They go over the features, you know, all the media, everyone from the media can go inside the car, sit inside them and, you know, check them out. Yeah. Right. And this is not something that everybody can do it like the general public can't do this right yeah so like like we've gone to media day before and you know the experience is just completely different than what you get exactly. from a regular day right and I, I, that's exactly what, what i was just talking about it's like it's it's a different experience when you don't actually see the car in front of you right like anyone can see pictures online right yeah like hell i've seen like stories of just you know different cars and i i haven't like i didn't go to the auto show last year obviously but I was able to see it online, literally. Yeah, I can see this time around, you know, they're live streaming a lot of those events that you see on Media Day. So, yeah. I mean, in a way, it's good for the consumers because they get like an inside peek of yeah. these events that mm -hmm. you normally wouldn't see. Right. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to see how they kind of plan this event of the auto show. But yeah, moving on to Car of the Week. All right, so today's Car of the Week is actually one of her friends it's essentially a vip build of an acura tl type s and if you know us you know we love the vip builds i think last year this car it was static and it was a vip build but it looked a lot different than it did today i, th I think the main difference is he went bags yeah which i mean if you're doing a vip build that's kind of it's like kind of necessary yeah, yeah. 
So I think that was like a main aspect of the build. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like whenever anyone goes VIP, the first thing they end up doing is bags. I mean, there's a reason why they don't want to you know, cook up their fenders and want to go super low, right? Obviously, the second part is the aesthetics, right? It looks really nice in the trunk. Obviously, you can do a lot more with it uh, in terms of designing. Right? I mean, that's kind of what he did. He has the the tank sitting in, it's kind of sitting in the trunk lid. So it's custom built in there. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of my favorite parts of his trunk setup is that everything's hardlined. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a quick video on his Instagram that kind of highlights it. I can't see like completely, but it looks like the hardline is actually wrapped around the tank. Which is cool. Which is crazy. Like yeah. if you, like a hardline to do hardlines like that, it's probably very difficult. It's next to impossible, but yeah. he's achieved it. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never seen anything like mm -hmm. that. And obviously, like to complete a VIP build, you need the three-piece wheels. It looks like yeah. he has some cranes, three-piece wheels on this with some very, like probably perfect fitment. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, obviously he's running camber because it's not possible to have that thick of uh, wheel specs without running a little bit of camber. Yeah, uh, which is fine. It obviously completes the build. He's super low on some nice deep dish wheels. And I think it looks awesome. Yeah, and interiors are like a huge part of VIP builds. Mm -hmm. And like, he's outdone himself. Like, I think last year, his car, it was fully reupholstered in red interior with like mm -hmm. the diamond stitched and yeah. like the tables and everything. And this year, it looks like he he's redone everything yeah. to like a full kind of brown tan interior. And like literally everything on the interior has been touched. Yeah. I think the, re the one thing that kind of amazed me was the chandelier. Yeah, I the mean, chandelier. Yeah. I, no one really thinks about it, right? But that's the one thing that everyone misses. Uh, I think he, hit the, he did a pretty good job of putting a chandelier in there. It's kind of extra though. But hey, he gets a VIP yeah, points. It's, v it's VIP. I've seen that in the states, but I've never seen anyone over here do it. So do it, yeah, exactly. yeah, that, that's I give him props for doing that and mm -hmm. for you know being very different in that aspect. Yeah, and obviously he has like the full starlight headliner. You know the carbon fiber steering wheel, all custom upholstery and center consoles with like the the wine glasses and the alcohol bottles, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And right down to like the junction produce products as well. Which, if if you guys haven't looked at it, holy crap, they're expensive. Yeah, Junction Produce is crazy expensive. Yeah. A lot of people just run reps. Yeah. Just because, I mean, you probably wouldn't know the difference, to yeah. be honest. You wouldn't. But again, very VIP and it's very well done. It's nothing's like crazily done. No wide body or anything like that. Stock body with crazy wheels, crazy setup. And you know what? It's just simple build. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a perfect VIP build, and I think he did a really good job on it. Yeah. All right, so now we're going to move on to some of the meets. So just to start off, so as of recording this podcast, the Premier just announced that they're going to be limiting the social gathering numbers. Mm -hmm. So I think as of right now, like just in Toronto and Peel, you can only have 25, a group of 25 mm -hmm. in an outdoor gathering. So basically eliminates like any car meets happening in Toronto and Peel. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't really see a lot of meets happening in Toronto and Peel. Most of them are outside of the city, usually like East End or usually like very, very West End. Mm -hmm. So I don't see, I'm hoping that a lot of these events don't get canceled, but we can't really confirm any of the locations for these events. But anyways, uh, the VQ North season closer is first. It is happening on Sunday, September 27th from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's actually no location disclosed for this one as of yet, but they do say it's going to be in Woodbridge. So that actually clears the whole social gathering issue that we have. But yeah, that's about, that's all the information we have for now. If you want to check out the meet, uh, just look up the VQ North Instagram page. I'm sure we'll have more updates as we get closer to the date. The next meet is Chicken and Cars. Uh, so this is happening on September 26, 2020, and it's happening at Osmos Woodbine. So obviously, if you don't follow them, 
follow at Osmos Woodbine or uh, definitely hit up Fat Farm EM1 if you don't know him. He's OG. It's obviously uh, all makes and models. They're actually going to be having music and awards and something new uh, that, I mean, we've had this at our show before, a limbo contest. Definitely come out. I believe they're giving 10% off on their Osmos as well. Yeah, obviously everyone loves Osmos, you know, mm -hmm. 10% off your order. That's always a good thing to hear. Oh yeah, love that. Um, so one thing I didn't mention, it is a season closer. The reason why they're doing like music and awards and uh, the special events. But yeah, come out. This should be a good one. All right, guys. Um, so that's the end of our podcast. Definitely appreciate you guys for listening to our podcast every single week. Again, if, if you guys have any ideas or topics we could talk about, definitely hit us up at Northside Whips on Instagram or Facebook. And our email is obviously northsidewhips at gmail.com. Yeah, and if you want to check out any of the stuff we talked about this week, definitely check out the show notes. We'll have everything linked down below, as well as the car of the week for you guys to check out. I'm sure you guys will enjoy that. And yeah, that's about it for today. Thank you guys for listening and tuning in every single week. We greatly appreciate that. And we will see you guys next week.